1: Let's lock in.
3: This is Unrivaled.
0: Yes. Yes.
3: The teams you live for. The sports you love. We're not going we right here. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keering. Presented by G2G Bars. On 975 b KSL Sports Show. So, so, so.
4: Happy Monday everybody. Welcome on in. It is unrivaled 975 the Kissel Sports Zone. Hey, thanks for being with us. Being with us on the program. Happy Monday. Are you is it a happy Monday though, Scott? Come on. What's uh I don't know yet. How are you feeling about this three-game Jazz losing streak?
2: You know what I feel like about it?
4: I feel like it's probably
2: you probably are, you're you're in a you're I'm Mr. Actually, Silver Lining I'm guy. I'm actually grumpy about it. Oh, well, what? how can you be grumpy? I mean, they they, I mean, are the cupboards bare or what? Because oh it's gosh. like so many guys out, so many guys gone. You got to get your program out just to know who's in the right. game. You're shaking
4: hands going, I've never heard of hey, that guy. Hey, uh, great season, guys. That was fun while it lasted. Really appreciate it. <laughs> and now let's, it's was, on to
2: <laughs> I think that was the most insulting thing I ever heard uh, when I played in the NFL. What? Um, my second year, we played in Japan. Why? In a preseason game. They were thinking and, about they were thinking about having a uh so when you went back Tokyo then, Warriors team. No, they just they, were just they had these games all over the, yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the place. And and that meant we've played five preseason games. So Dan Marino played a series. So I go in the second series. In of the to, game. in Tokyo. In Tokyo, and Bob Gullick. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Uh the uh Mike golic's brother. Yeah, right, Bob right. Gullick. We're playing the Raiders. So Bob Gullick, how we long. Bob Golick goes, who's in there playing quarterback? I got to get my program out. I've never even heard of – who is this? I've never heard of this guy. And he's yelling it from the line of scrimmage as we're in the huddle. Like, that had to have been the most humiliating
4: – Bob, go- That was the worst dig. Yeah, that was the got, worst dig in the world. But listen, you ended up getting Bob Golick back in terms of being embarrassed because his, his thing that he's most known for is his stretch on Save by the Bell. Yes. So if, you're, yeah. if you go – what was Mike Golic known for? It was like, eh, not being, uh, not playing for the uh, known to be a character. Yes, not yeah. playing for the 49ers. Who else did he play for? I'm trying to think. Wait, who would you guys no, it was, play? It was the the Browns. Uh, no, it's the Raiders. Oh, that's right. So he was a Patriots. I don't know what he Browns was. And, and Raiders. Yeah, yeah, and Saved by the Bell. Yeah. See, you didn't think we were going to work a Saved by the Bell reference into the first part of the show, but I was challenged to do it. I'm all for it. Yeah, listen.
2: Anytime I, you have to get your program out, I just, that's a bad thing. <laughs> it's just a bad thing. He
4: he didn't, he probably knew, but that's a good, that's a good vibe to go off of is, yeah. I've never heard of this guy. I mean, if
2: it wasn't me, that's funny, right? But right. it was me, and so. But it was so, you, and
4: so you felt crestfallen. Like crushed. through two interceptions. Crushed. Yeah, that's crazy. Bob
2: Golik doesn't even know who
4: Bob I Bob Golick had a freaking long career, man. Yeah. I forgot about that guy, but again, Saved by the Bell is what I know most for.
2: Okay, how would you like to have a career where it's like you basically were on the ground, like you're on all, you're on on all fours all the, the time. whole time? That, that, what, that, what a career!
4: That old three technique.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the lower you get, the better that's off a, you low are. Low
4: man wins, dude.
2: Yeah, I
4: got real low today, and they're like, "Oh, that sounds sad." No, no, it was a good day. That <laughs> no, was that's, a great day. That's, that's how we won. Uh, all right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're going to kick off the show. we got lots to jump into. Uh, yes, the Jazz, uh, quite a weekend in Oklahoma City. I bet David Locke loved it. I, I can't wait to hear from Locke on Wednesday to see how that trip uh, went. And they play the Mavs tomorrow night, and you know what? The Mavericks are in a fight. And it's liter- it was literally a fight last night with the Phoenix Suns because you saw Luka and Devin Booker getting in each other's face, and I'm like, my heavens.
2: Well, it's the fight for who had the better trade.
4: And then to roll up. Right. And yeah. then and then Durant ooh, ooh, yeah. Durant rolls up and is like, hey, 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 separate it out, guys. Kyrie's there. And I'm like, this gosh darn it, these two teams have so many freaking superstars on.
2: Almost them. like the playoffs.
4: Yes. Which is yeah. what it's gonna be. So I'm excited about that.
2: Excited to see what the Jazz are gonna do. Maybe the Jazz need to get in a fight with someone. What just, did we just say a little chippy?
4: Jeremy, what did we say was gonna happen during this road trip? We said six games. <laughs>
2: We're gonna gonna said, we all. said they're
4: going to go two and four. I think was the best, the most optimistic view of that. Or I thought somebody said three and three. It's probably it was probably Scott.
2: I I think I said <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they lost <laughs> all of them.
4: Somebody said a split for at least these two. So yeah. Well, no, you know what? Well,
2: now what I said is if they split the first two, they can go three and three, dude. But if not, they're going to at best go two and four. It well, weren't in e- trouble then. It, it weren't even close, bro. Because they're going to lose in Dallas. They're going to lose in Miami. Bad. Maybe they'll win in in. Or Orlando, mm-hmm. I wonder if they go to Disney World when they're there. They do not. They don't. No, they don't. no. Mm-mm.
4: No, they don't have. Time. Well, how do you know? Because they don't go to Disney. You know. You know. You know how it is. D- downtown Orlando is the no one goes to downtown Orlando except for the NBA teams. Right. They show up to play downtown. I wonder
2: where they actually stay in Orlando.
4: They play. They stay at the Grand Floridian at, at Disney World. <laughs> I think you nailed it. Here's the thing: if you're if you're a
2: basketball player. If you're a basketball player, you do not go to Disney World. No, you can't fit on any of the no. rides right? unless already, you're like John Stockton. No, I've already got. Now, my if you t- look like John Stockton and you're about his height, you can you can. So there's
4: it. always that bar that's like right in front. You're supposed to grab onto, but my yeah. knees go straight into that yeah. thing. And my kids are like, this is comfy. And I'm like, they barely got the thing to click over my over so, my belly, dude. So you're
2: telling me it's, <laughs> it's uncomfortable for, for you. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, kids, you go on that ride. I can't I can't even uh, get on that listen, one.
4: Listen, I'll be at the bottom waiting for you. Let's kick the show off as we always do with the cut. Let's jump in right here.
3: The other question.
2: <laughs>
3: Undeniable. Unrivaled. <laughs> Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made The Cut.
2: Ain't nothing
4: like it. All right, The Cut and our show presented by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives, plenty of protein. If you see a G2G bar in the store, just give it a shot. They're in the refrigerated section. It's your associated foods. Holiday oil, Maverick. You know how Maverick has that little... They got that little refrigerated, like you know, you get your
2: string cheeses. It's a, it's a small island in a yes. sea of sugar. Yeah. Oh, So yes. they have one, one healthy little, little like. A, well, you can get I a boi- know, refrigerated no. cooler area, but then the wait, right, and it has oranges. Right. It has. You can get you a know, boiled egg. A boiled egg. But look up one level and just grab the G two G. No, 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 and the G two G bars. That's that's am hel- saying. That's the healthy little section in. Skip the yeah. The rest the- of it is king size Reese's. Oh boy.
4: Buy two get potato one free potato chips, yeah, yeah. and a lot of soda.
2: Reese's potato chips.
4: They do actually have them with the chips. Well, the,
2: the Reese's place. and potato chips. So there's two different things. The big King Reese's and the hey, potato Jeremy, chips. Hey,
4: Jeremy, write it down. Reese's potato chips. Just uh, put it down as an idea. It's already a thing, like
2: Scott said. Is it a well, no,
4: thing? No, put chips no, I in the cups. I'm saying let's get a powder of some sort. That's a Reese's peanut butter powder, like the puffs, like the cereal. Put it on the put it on the chips. That will, it, chief. Yeah. That's a kind of like
2: kind of like. Um, like uh, what is it? Salt and vinegar on your yes. chips or barbecue? Yes, but
4: this is like uh this is like a peanut butter. Peanut, a, whoa, listen to this. Hold peanut on. Butter we, could, we have a chips. whole thing we could do. Uh the cinnamon toast crunch, ruffles? Phew, come on, man. That would be an amazing treat.
2: Yeah, then you just pour milk on it and eat it as cereal.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what are you eating there? Just my <laughs> this is cereal. Mom. Just some ruffles. Those are potato chips, <laughs> kid. Uh so here's what we have. Oh, by the way, and also we'll them. Ooh, they'd go so soggy in one second. Uh, TrajanWealth.com is the website. Your trust, trusted local financial fiduciary, uh, 801-899-7600 or TrajanWealth.com.
3: I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.
4: It's a really interesting place because I'm trying to figure out how exciting I'm going to be. We had Jay Hill on our uh, program on Friday, and I, these guys are chomping at the bit because when you have a brand new you know, whole side of the football, yep, defense has totally uh, revamped itself yep. with the coaching staff and I think upgraded considerably. And But that's yet to be seen, and that's not necessarily a dig as much at uh, Elisa Tuiaki who had – Pretty good success until the last year and a half, really, when everybody's going get this guy out of here. But now you got Jay Hill; you have his whole team of uh, of uh, defensive coaches who've come in, and to think what they're doing now is is that these guys are going to come in, and it's important to start establishing like a culture, which they've already started doing. But I wanted to ask you, Scott, because uh, Mitch Harper put up, and we're going to talk with Mitch here in a, in a few minutes. But Mitch Harper has a five questions that need to be uh, answered at. Uh, at spring ball for, for BYU. Number one is what are the changes that defense is going to make? Another one is, is what is Keaton Slovis looking like with the offense? And these are things, obviously, we want to see. Uh, position units, things like that. Then we start getting into the minutia, right? Because then you go, uh, are there guys who are going to – are there recruits a visit during the spring? That's another question. Uh, but among all these things, Scott, I, wanted you, I want you to tell me what is actually – going to be something that you want to learn about your team in spring and what is something that you don't actually learn in spring because we we want all the answers in spring and the the, the reality is is we don't get very many it seems
2: like. so i think your last statement there is probably the most accurate thing i don't think you really get much out of spring ball at all uh, a lot of the reason is your best players typically don't participate or don't participate in the, a lot of the drills a lot of the drills are not full speed uh, even when you get into fall camp They're really not. I think when you start learning about your team truly is when you start playing games. And you can't simulate game settings until you start playing games. You don't know how people are going to react. I I, I Just case in point, at Utah with Charlie Brewer, everybody was so excited about Charlie Brewer. He looked amazing. Including you. Including me. He looked incredible. And then as soon as the ball started to fly, Charlie Brewer was brewing something that (laughs) was not, you know, he, he kind of acted like he was a, little, a little inebriated there. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to figure all of these things out. I think the biggest thing you run, I think you find out in spring football is who you have to go in the transfer portal and get. I really do. I think that's the biggest thing because it opens up again and you go, ah, you know what? These guys, you know, our whole defensive line really didn't look very good. I don't think we, I think if we put them all together, we might not have a guy. We need to go out and get some dudes. So they're going to um,
4: be some, these dudes you're talking about.
2: I'm not saying that's the case per no, but, se, but it's just you've you got to go after spring. You're going to find and, – and, and what happens too, some players go, I wasn't even in the mix. Like the, the coaches are not only what you're going to get, but what you're going to give up. And they'll they'll have discussions with guys going, you know what? Uh, you know, if you want to go, this might be a good time for you to go, and we would we would give you our blessing. So they
4: rehab that conversation. You know, I think all the coaches kind of said this at, uh, during the first – as soon as the season ends they they kind of have these uh almost exit interviews with guys who are right. like hey listen this is obviously not something that's yeah. working out for either side here we need that scholarship we will honor it uh but like we kind of this isn't working out and if you want us to sign off on something to head to some team so there's there are guys who I mean, I mean who Utah,
2: are, Utah had uh, Peter Costelli a quarterback early enrolled and early exited I mean he yeah. you know he didn't he just said I don't i there's no shot for me i'm not I'm not gonna play I need to go somewhere where i can I can find a, an opportunity because it certainly certainly isn't here well, but
4: it's interesting too because you're gonna have guys who might even have been okay when the season ended. things were okay, things are good they feel good about what their spot is, and then that completely changes in spring again they they look and they go i mean maybe the maybe that's uh maybe the writing isn't totally on the walls what I'm saying for some of these guys, and then they get through spring and they go. And there are guys at other schools right now that have no idea that when spring ball's over, they're going to go, dude, I'm out of here. Well, I can't Ke- stand Ke- this new Keaton coach.
2: Slovis, here Slovis, you're talking about him at BYU. He came in and he supplanted the top recruit in the country uh, who got injured, but you know, still he he supplanted him, so things change in a hurry. And then he was supplanted. Jackson Dart came in and yeah. and, uh, and kind of – Took over the reins for for Keaton Slovis, so
4: and then Jackson Dart ended up being supplied. and then and,
2: it, and the guy that the guys that's there now nah, he, he ain't getting supplanted. He's okay. Nah, yeah. he's not getting supplanted. But what you what you get in in spring that's really hard. You don't know how good your pass protection is. You don't know how good your pass rush is because you're really not going at a tempo that you can get the best idea. You can have some indication. You can get you know you get guys learning. Uh, the plays and the defenses, and and learning the calls, and seeing you know you you see reps. It really it really is a lot more mental, and and with BYU putting in a new defense, it's probably invaluable to them to have spring football practice. Most of the time, I don't know that it's invaluable that you have spring football practice, but this is certainly one of those years, not only defensively but the reps. That uh, Keaton Slovis gets, and and unfortunately or fortunately, the the players that really do benefit the most from spring practice are quarterbacks, because you're getting those live rep looks. You're seeing uh, a, a two deep safety look that, at the snap of the ball, all of a sudden goes to a single high safety, and then it's like, what do you do? And and you're seeing the live rep of that, and and it, and and you start to figure out how to make decisions and how to um, slow the game down, and what are you seeing, and and how and start understanding concepts and where you're reading and what you're reading and and making reactions off of what you're seeing and no one benefits from that more I think than um you know a, a quarterback one of the things BYU's done a really good job I think in the past is whether it's been spring football and how they've practiced or when they practice in the fall they they come out ready to go like on game 1 and you look at the University of Utah and they're typically like they're 3 games into it sometimes even past their first league game before they really you know they really got it going and they they're really kind of up to speed on things and i think a lot of that is how you practice uh in the spring and in the fall and utah does not practice a lot of their guys like a lot of the the top players for utah will not be practicing in the spring but but when you're BYU and you've got all these new guys it's like heck yeah we're practicing so
4: when guys come in and you think you're going to learn a lot about your team in the spring, you're not necessarily going to, what's the stuff like, like when's an actual timeframe? Because it seems like that the fall, that fall camp and in BYU's case, you, and I'm sure a lot of teams are like this, where even if you're, even if you're not just a hundred percent, like these guys who are established starters, they're not going to play guys who are already recovering from surgery, things like that. They're not obviously not going to be there. They're going to have their sling on and they're going to be, you know, waiting to get healthy through the summer here. But I look about. I, I look at this and go. There are so many things that you can learn, but it's mostly about a lot of the young guys. But I think in BYU's case, the reason it's going to be so much more exciting is because you have a whole half of the coaching staff that is brand new. And not only that, there's a certain energy that comes with that. There's a certain energy that that uh, Jay Hill brings on top of it. And these guys are want to. There are guys who are going to want to try to show off for these new coaches.
2: There, there's another thing that I think you develop too. Um, is is you is you can develop depth because you you're gonna give a lot of guys reps that they maybe don't typically have most teams and i'm gonna say most teams in the big twelve conference if they're lucky to have forty five players on their roster that could can be considered you know if you can go too deep on both sides of the ball so twenty two and twenty two is forty four right did I did that math right do you hear me yeah yeah so so you're you're looking at um if you have if you have forty five guys on your roster and most teams probably don't that are really good um that's that's a pretty solid team you know when you get into the Alabama's and the Georgias, where they probably have a whole entire team of really good players so those guys that aren't on the too deep are just like I guess I could stay here or maybe I go somewhere else um, but establishing depth is is another part of of what you can get out of spring spring football because you you give guys an opportunity, and all of a sudden they start showing up, and you go, wait a minute, hey these guys, these guys are there, and that that's one of the things you want to see: are your guys going to compete? Are they going to um, really put it out there and really right. really show up? I think a guy like uh, at Utah a year ago, Money Parks, kind of upped his game. And Devon Bailey kind of became one of those emerging guys because of his, you know, how he was showing up and getting the coaches' attention. Because the coaches are really, coaches know we don't, we just want too deep. We 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 really don't want everyone. We just want to, can we establish a too deep on our team? It would be great to get more, but the reality is, is a lot of guys just don't pan out. And the, one of the things that Utah's done well, and I even think BYU's done a very good job of this, is they is they've kept players in the program. You know, guys when they go to these programs kind of buy into it. You just don't see a lot of attrition uh and I think I think BYU maybe more so than Utah. Um uh, I mean, Cam Rising is a transfer portal guy, but uh BYU's done a good job of transfer portal guys. They've they've uh, you know, at certain positions, you know, they've they've really succeeded at that and. um yeah, getting, it, if you like get, hard. but if you get those guys, so like Keaton Slovis, right, mm-hmm. and you get them, and then you give them a chance to go into, into spring ball, and work, and you know that where you, you know, you pick up guys, and and then you can, because that's another thing is taking the guys you get in the transfer portal, and acclimating them into your systems in spring ball, so when you go to fall com- camp, it's not day one, and you can actually kind of take it to a different level of how well they're going to play on the field if they've been in your program for a spring.
4: It's it's a it's a fascinating thing because we just we want some version of football. I'm not sure
2: that yeah, I'm not sure you really learn a lot though. No, really not. That,
4: that's the thing is like I think the things that you learn if BYU hadn't changed over their coaching staff on defense, you wouldn't get nearly as it wouldn't be nearly as much fun. But even then I think you're kind of setting yourself up to go, we're going to find out a lot about this team and about this defense. And you kind of won't. I mean, that, that's something I'm going to ask Mitch about when we uh, when we get Mitch Harper on, who's going to join us next when we talk a little bit about uh, this BYU spring football that's coming up. Uh, but also, BYU tonight facing off against St. Mary's uh, after a an abysmal start against Portland in their first round uh, matchup in the WCC tournament last week. They are in the semifinals facing a very familiar semifinals team in St. Mary's. It seems like so many years that BYU has been in this WCC uh, conference tournament And they are uh, taking on St. Mary's tonight. A number 17 in the country, St. Mary's, too. Uh, Maybe the best St. Mary's team we've seen in a long time. So uh, we'll take the break here. Next, stay with us. 97.5, V KSL Sports
1: Zone.
0: A gun in the face.
1: Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today.
0: Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela.
1: They said, you need to...